Welcome to Long Box Society with your hosts, Steve Trista and Bobby Jakes. Welcome to Long Box Society Podcast, episode 15. I'm Bobby Jakes, and I am absolutely by myself today because my buddy and longtime friend, co host Steve Trista, is off doing wedding things. And that's cool. We understand it. Uh, if you've ever been in that situation, which I have before, there's lots of stuff that needs to be prepared. So uh, it's been a while since we've had an episode. So I thought I'd do come on and do a little uh, review of uh, my last weekend. So we just had the big long weekend, the big Labor Day weekend. And uh, I decided to head up to Toronto, Ontario to go check out the uh, Fan Expo. So um, for anyone that's ever been to Fan Expo before, this is pretty much like the San Diego of Canada. So um, fantastic time to meet celebrities, artists, uh, you know, see cosplay and, and stuff like that. But I had a good time. Overall, this was my second year in a row. And uh, I feel like I feel like they still haven't got it down with structure. Uh, when you first walk in, it's a little confusing. Kind of looks like you're about to get executed. And you're like waiting in line. Um, and it looks like you're about to enter the gas chamber. But um, once you get in, it just seems like so overwhelming with stuff to do, right? Like there's... You got your your photo ops with you know the celebrities and, and guests and stuff like that. You got all your vendors going on. There's people everywhere. If you want to go from one end of the uh, con to the other, it's really really narrow hallways to get into everything. So um, overall, I had a good time. However, I didn't get to meet everyone that I wanted to meet. Now I did get to meet. Um, Kevin Smith and Jason Muse, so that was cool. Um, had a chance to do a photo op with them and uh, felt a little bit rushed, so uh, didn't really get to have a whole lot of conversation, but it was still a really cool experience and uh, met one person that I didn't think I was going to ever meet, uh, Mr. Kevin Conroy. So if you know, if you ever watched any animated cartoon of Batman, Justice League, anything like that, Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman, so... To meet him, it was kind of weird to hear Batman talking to me. So everything that he said was in the Batman voice. So it's pretty interesting. Had a pretty decently long conversation with him um, and got a picture and an autograph with him. So it was a good time. But who I didn't get to meet, was super excited for, was Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, the Joker. Um, didn't get to meet him. Every single time that I went to go in line and wait for an autograph. It seemed like he was either just leaving to go do something else or he was done for the day. So I didn't get to meet him. This was, uh, Stan Lee was also in, in attendance. He, uh, this was his last Canadian appearance. Obviously Stan's getting up there in age. So, um, really starting to cut back his appearances, but it was, I did get to actually see him. However, I didn't get to, um, meet him or, uh, get an autograph or anything like that so a little disappointing um one person who i thought i wasn't going to meet at all was uh frank miller so really cool to see if you're reading the dark knight returns three um that new new book frank put out with uh brian azarello klaus jansen and um andy kubert so 
all four of those guys were there at the con, so got to uh, meet all of them, get their signatures, and uh, yeah, that was that was a nice surprise at the end of the day. After waiting for two hours to meet Frank, it was kind of nice to um, hit all the other guys up at the same time because they all showed up at their tables the same time he did. So got to meet him and uh, and uh, and the other guys who were super nice. So overall, Fan Expo was a fantastic time. Um, definitely recommend if you haven't been before make the trip out um, if you're in other parts of Canada or parts of the world Fan Expo does uh, these shows I believe in Vancouver um, and they do other other shows throughout the year too like like horror shows and, and, and regular comic cons and stuff like that so um, yeah so anyone interested in that definitely check it out I want to talk a little bit about news got some a lot of a lot of stuff has happened over the last couple last time we were on the the show, but uh, I'm not going to go all the way back. But some some things I thought were pretty interesting that I read today. This just happened. Uh, Jeff Johns, uh, creative officer of DC Comics, announced today. Jim Mangiello from True Blood um, is being cast as Deathstroke in the new uh, Ben Affleck Batman movie. Super cool. Um, don't know a whole lot about this guy. I'm probably going to get casted for not liking True Blood. But uh, yeah, I don't know too much about this guy. He certainly has, you know, a look about him. Um, so I think, I, I I don't know what his acting chops are like. But, if, you know, structurally he looks like, you know, he could play the part for sure as Deathstroke. And if, you, if you're following Ben Affleck's Twitter, um, I believe it was last week, he actually posted a little teaser image of... Uh, Deathstroke, which looked like one of the helicopters from uh, Suicide Squad, um, in full costume. So look looked a little CG, but um, I think it might have been a, you know, like a rendering of what it could have looked like. So that was super cool to see Deathstroke on uh, the live version. Kind of looked like a little bit about the costume from Injustice or even uh, the Arrow uh, TV show. Kind of looked a little bit like that. So uh, I think it looked pretty good and. Um, the casting news was for the Batman movie. So originally there was talks that it was for Justice League. So I think we're going to see, uh, Deathstroke in, uh, the, uh, Affleck directed Batman movie. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not really sure any other details about that movie or release date or anything like that, but, uh, at least we're getting a little bit more traction and DC is being a little bit less, uh, tight knit with what they're releasing and, uh, as far as details. Now on the Marvel side of things, uh, some leaked images uh, arose for the Spider-Man Homecoming um, movie com- coming out um, next year, I believe, um, of Shocker. So we're going to see, uh, I guess we're going to see Shocker in uh, the Spider-Man movie. So there's already been reports of um, Vulture, played by Michael Keaton. And now we're seeing uh, uh, leaked images of Shocker, which looks to be kind of like a origin-looking Shocker. His costume doesn't look too well put together at that time, so it's probably, we're probably going to see, you know, like the beginning of a Shocker. Um, he had um, the gauntlets on, so that was cool to let them pull that from the books. Um, so, yeah, we're going to see Shocker in a movie. Was, you know, so already, right off the bat, Marvel is bringing in villains that we've never seen before. I was a little worried that they were going to start bringing in, you know, like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and stuff like that, which has kind of already been done. Um so we're starting to see those kind of like, I guess you call them like B-list Spider-Man villains, um, kind of challenging him as he's a kid, you know, fighting his way as a, as a teenager. So that looks cool. Um, really pumped for that. 
But yeah, those that was the news that I had to talk about for this week. Um, this is going to be totally a short episode because I can only hear myself uh, talk for so long without uh, completely getting bored with myself. So I want to talk a little bit about comic books. I haven't done a comic book review in a while. Um, so this week, what I did, I a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how I just completely was was done with rebirth done with the marvel comics and you know what like all these stories are getting so stale and everything and there's it doesn't seem like there's an original thought coming out of anyone's minds anymore and i don't mean to sound like that because there still is some really great fantastic stuff out there so what what i ended up doing was actually cutting out more than half of my pull list just because of this and you know because reading the same books every week and, and not a whole lot of good stories happening but this week Completely made me change my mind on that, and I'm so glad that I finished out uh, the runs on on these specific books because they really had something in there that kept me in it and uh, wanted me to to read a little bit more. So, um, first book, I mean, I've been talking about this book for a while now, um, Spidey um, by Thompson, Stockman, and Campbell. Like this, this book is got something going on. This is something that is. I feel like this book is written for me. Like this is uh, following Spider-Man as kind of like, it seems like this book is written for people jumping on from like Civil War, trying to understand like that Spider-Man, that young high school Spider-Man. And uh, it's it's for the people that like read the original stories, the Stan Lee, Jack Kirby written stories of Spider-Man. Because they're just keeping everything really classic. The, the There's no really continuity from any other Spider-Man story in this. He's just a kid. Um, you're seeing the villains for the first time. He's interacting with other Marvel characters. Like in this issue, uh, Spidey number 10. He, uh, he gets together with Captain America for the first time. And even Cap is written like old school Cap. You don't see... You know the 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 new like Steve Rogers that's in continuity now. You're, you're seeing like the original like well like um, flag waving you know Star Spangled Banner wearing Captain America and it's really cool uh, to uh, to see it's kind of like the classic story. So they get together and they are um, they are fighting Scorpion, right? I think I don't remember now. That's how good this is. So good, I don't even remember who he fought. Oh, Scorpion's the next issue, sorry. Um, in this issue, um, they kind of get together and they're fighting around the city. And uh, yeah, there actually is no vi- villain in this, but they end up fighting Hydra. Um, so you're seeing like even the Hydra guys in the old classic costumes and stuff like that. So that was really cool to see. Uh, also, you see uh, a nice little... Uh, interaction. I don't want to spoil it, but there's an interaction at the end between Captain America and, and uh, J. Jonah Jameson, where he pretty much calls J.J. a Hitler and makes him shave his mustache off. So um, that was a, a cute little part at the end that I thought was hilarious. And uh, this book, like I said before, this series, you don't really need to come into it, you know, reading books one through nine you could read book 10 you could read book nine and it's it's all like a brand new story every single time so these are kind of like one-off little issues that um, don't connect with each other so anyone reading for the first time is not going to get lost and and not going to need to uh, catch up on anything second book up this like one of my favorite i would say top 
three or four DC heroes is uh, Nightwing. So um, I had a really hard time dropping this book just for the pure fact that I just am such a huge Nightwing fan. Um, but I decided to stick it out one more week, get it, see what happens. Um, the good and the bad about this book. Well, let's see. The good, the art is fantastic. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, Sean Murphy's style. Um, I really like the way it's drawn. And uh, I don't know if this is a different artist on this one than the other books. Uh, I should go back and check that out. But uh, it seems like it's very uh, different than the, than the rest of the series. But basically in this book here, you, you got Nightwing and this uh, new player, Raven, who is kind of, you think they're working together, then all of a sudden he does something for him to save him, and then he does something to, for him to lose trust in him. So just, you're not really sure where, uh, not Raven Raptor, is, uh, is on, what side he's on, right? Because they're both kind of deceiving the, the Court of the Owls, so they're kind of bringing in stuff from the New 52, um, where, where Dick's kind of working with them. But at the end of this book, there's a nice little, again, story. At the, at the very first Nightwing book, there was a nice little moment between Damien and uh, Dick where they were basically, you know, rehashing their time as Batman and Robin and kind of like kind of like that big brother, little brother thing going on. And, and that you kind of got a little bit about that. And then all of a sudden Batman comes in and starts acting like a dick. So you start to see a little bit more of the, the relationship between Batman and, and Nightwing where they just don't get along. There's different iterations of this. We've seen it before where, you know, they're best buds. And then we see other ones where they, he just totally hates them and he's never going to work with them again. There's a reason why he's not Robin anymore. So um, they kind of left it on the note at the end there where the this is the end of this arc. So this is issue four. Um, so the next one will be a whole new um, storyline and it seems like they're going a little bit more on the Raptor storyline and that will even continue into Batman. So if you're reading Tom King's Batman right now, which I recommend you don't because it's a giant pile of shit, um, there's going to be a crossover uh, series with that very soon and I think that will even cross over into uh, Detective Comics as well, which sucks because I actually really like that book. Next up, we got Batman Beyond. So if you're a Batman Beyond fan and you love the series, this book was fantastic. I've, I've read probably every iteration of uh, Batman Beyond um, since I would say they brought Batman Beyond Hush Beyond storyline. This one's, uh, the I would say, yeah, it's the last from the new 52. So this is a 16-issue series where it was following not the Terry McGinnis Batman, but the Tim Drake Batman, where um, it was following the storyline of uh, Future's End. So you're kind of in a post-apocalyptic Neo-Gotham world, and uh, Terry McGinnis is dead because he saved the world. And uh, we find out in the last couple issues that Terry McGinnis isn't dead. He's actually being brainwashed um, and thinks he's one of the classic uh, Batman Beyond villains. So uh, we find that out. He finally finds out in this is issue, wow, I can't speak, um, that he was actually being um, completely brainwashed So uh, by Spellbinder. Um, so we finally see kind of Terry come back and Tim save him. 
And at the very end of the story, we see uh, Batman or Terry putting the bat suit back on, flying off again. But then it's kind of like left um, open to interpretation where, you know, what happens to Tim? Um, because Tim is kind of driving off on his motorcycle, says, you know what? I'm not going to be Red Robin. I'm not going to be Batman. I never wanted that. Uh, this is a big, you know, world and I'm going to kind of find my my place in it. So he takes off. And the, the last couple of panels, he's driving off on the highway and all of a sudden, boom, there's just a flash of light and he disappears. And then it says, coming in three weeks, Batman Beyond Rebirth. So I don't know if they're going to explain what happened to Tim in that, bring that later on in that story. I'm sure at the beginning, the Rebirth story will be primarily about Terry. I mean, in this story arc, you don't even see uh, Bruce Wayne. So I don't know if he's dead in this or, or if they're going to explain that in the Rebirth. But I think that's going to be a fantastic book. Like a lot of people don't usually get this book because um you know i don't know if they feel like it's just based off the show but it's really not they've really kind of brought this storyline into uh, continuity and made it made it its own thing like it's not it's not just like another batman story like it's a completely different world and and characters and they've even revamped the characters a bit too like uh barbara gordon in the animated series looked very old gray hair had glasses in this book she just kind of looked like she's in her 40s so she they don't think they aged her as much but um little tweaks like that making it a little bit different alfred is kind of like the jarvis like his ai um inside the suit so that's that's new um and yeah a couple other things but Batman Beyond's cool, man. If you don't like Batman Beyond, you suck because he's got the coolest villains and he's got the coolest gadgets and he's cool. So if you don't like that, watch the TV show and I'm, I guarantee you'll change your mind. Last but not least, I know everyone's getting excited for Walking Dead. I know I am. I can't wait. It's coming up very soon, next couple months. We're going to see some Walking Dead episodes and see finally see who the fuck Negan killed because that's been bugging me for a while. Um... But if you uh, want your Negan fix in the meantime, pick up Walking Dead 158 because this thing is packed full of Negan one-liners and uh, blood and guts. Um, this is the second part of the Whisper War. So we talked about the Whispers in, in previous episode. Um, these are basically, if you just watch the show and you don't read the book, basically the Whispers are... A group of people that dress up as the dead so they wear skin like suits wear skin over their face and stuff like that to make them look like zombies so this makes it even more uh of a tactical advantage when fighting because there was this one part in the book where um dwight's group is surrounded by um walkers and all of a sudden the zombies start stabbing the guys in, in the chest and, and slitting their throats and stuff like that. And they don't know where they're coming from because they're being surrounded by walkers and the whispers. So it makes them that much more of a threat in that kind of situation because they walk among the dead. Um, but you see Rick kind of lets Negan help out during this time, but doesn't get, give him a weapon. And there's this whole back and forth between Dwight and Negan because Dwight obviously hates Negan and Negan just wants to help but you don't really know what his intentions are um but Negan keeps saying you know you're you got to give me a weapon like are you, are, are you kidding me how am I supposed to fight without a weapon and he eventually takes a gun off one of 
Rick's group that actually uh, goes down and gets and gets killed. And at this moment, you think that Negan's going to pretty much blast everyone, but he ends up killing um, all the Whispers. So at this point in the story, I guess he's still on the good side, but you never know with Negan. He's always got some other ulterior motive. I'm sure he's going to, something bad, something bad is going to happen at some point and maybe he'll kill Rick. I don't know what he's going to do, but I think that's what makes it, that story so, so good because he's so unpredictable. And I remember, I remember, well, it's been a few issues back now, but when, when they finally captured Negan and I thought Rick was going to kill him and uh, I wanted like Negan to die pretty much. I thought they were going to kill him off and they kept him alive. And I never really understood that because Kirkman always really, he kills like every time you're attached to a character, he kills them. So I just assumed that was going to happen and it didn't. So I'm kind of glad that it didn't because he's, he's really like developed as the character. So he could almost be that replacement to Rick if he became that guy. But we don't know a whole lot about Negan. There was a origin story that was being printed in, um, I think it was Walking Dead magazine or preview or something like that. Um, so it told a little bit about his backstory, but uh, if you didn't read that, you don't know a whole lot about this guy. So you really don't know, you know, why he does the things that he does and why he's so completely insane. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see the not only more of this book in the whisper war but i'm more i'm even more excited to see more stuff with him in the show what his interpretation is in the tv show and how that's going to play out and where we're going to go after this season because this season's probably going to be one of the best seasons we've seen in a long time because it definitely ended on uh, on a fantastically high note so really excited for that yeah, I think that's it. There's, I uh, just want to give you guys a quick update on, you know, kind of what's been going on and uh, some of the things I've been thinking about, uh, some of the books that have been coming out. But we will hopefully be um, back in the Longbox Society podcast studio next week with Steve, talking a little bit more about some TV news. As you know, The Flash, The Arrow, DC Legends, all those TV shows are coming back on the air very very soon so we want to kind of talk about that stuff talk about some of the movie news that's coming up and of course uh a little bit more about some uh, books that we've been reading because uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming out so i was wrong on some things but for the most part like i said i'm glad i i'm continuing to read this stuff and you guys should too definitely definitely pick up these books if you're if you're not reading walking dead right now um get on it this is probably one of the hottest books out there right now and i'm not just saying that because no one's paying me to do that trust me um but yeah thank you guys so much again if you want to if you like what you hear you want to help us out check us out at longboxsociety.blogspot.com and uh click the donate button right like all the money that you donate to us goes towards our storage fees and uh you know paying to make this podcast sound a little bit better and produce more episodes because we got shit to do so if you like what you hear subscribe to us on uh iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, um, and like us on Facebook, and uh, we'll be uh, giving you guys as much updates as we can. But that's it for this week. Thank you. This is Bobby, and I'm out.